Asante Sana. I wonder who can tell me what Asante Sana means. Unfortunately, there is no prize this evening because I didn't prepare. But if you have an idea what Asante Sana means, give us a call and let us know what you think it is. I'll give you a clue, and it's going to be very obvious after that clue. Actually, no, I'm not going to give the clue because it's going to be too obvious. What does Asante Sana mean? Please give us a call. You obviously know who the artist is. I mean, it's pretty obvious when you're listening to the soil. I have read a message that has come through, and it's a new name. I've never seen this name before. One of our listeners is saying, by SMS anyway, what a beautiful song. I've stumbled on this station. Goodness gracious, who stumbles on SAFM? Stumbled on this song, beautiful song, and I'm looking forward to the show with you, Songas. Thank you so much for taking me back wherever that is. Thank you so much to one of our listeners. Balisa is the name. I've never seen this name before, so it certainly is great to know that from time to time we attract new listeners, and we certainly do appreciate the name Balisa wherever you are sending this message from. Aha! They're the people coming through. It says we will announce... Lesejo, do we have money in the kitty for a, a, a Smolanyana prize? Anything? A mindless 200 bucks. Oh, jeez, that time of the month, guys. <laughs> okay, well, I've seen one, two, three. Okay, keep coming. What does Asante Sana mean? What does Asante Sana mean? And which is more in what language? Let's go one step further. Thank you so much. I've already seen three contributions coming in. I wonder if Nsikelelo Breakfast, political analyst, Professor Nsikelelo Breakfast, who is on hold, can tell us what Asante Sana means. Look, this is not part of the brief, but hey, from time to time, we throw a curveball or two to some of the guests. Mklegas, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me, man. Mm-hmm. Are you going to tell us or are you going to pass this one? What does Asante Sana mean? I have no idea. No, okay. Know. Hey, so the one, two, three, four, five people who have come through are one up on this professor. Okay, so it's a great way to start the show. Thank you. Thank you indeed. Are you well otherwise? I'm good, man. I'm in the surf. Excellent. No, I am fine. Thank you. So for those of you who are joining us, this is Song as on SAFM Viewpoint. My first guest this evening is Professor Ntigalelo Breakfast, who's a political analyst. The conversation with him is predicated on the Moonshot Pact. Is this what South Africa needs? A conversation with him as we head towards the much-talked-about 2024 general elections. And certainly, it will be an election like no other. For very varying reasons, 1994 was a watershed moment for South Africa, for obvious reasons. Dare one say, 30 years on, 2024 will be just as crucial for the sake of our democracy. The conversation moves on to 2045, rather, with Professor Mary Medcarp the executive director of the program to improve learning outcomes, an interview with her engaging the African Education Award where two South African educators scooped top 10 finalist potential awards anyway. So that's the first hour this evening. Please stay tuned for more commentary in relation to what holds in the second hour. And as you know now, the last segment of the show is always dedicated to legal advice or some other form of advice. And I'm going to talk about that a little later on the show. But after this very short break, the Moonshot Pact. Is this what South Africa needs? A conversation with Professor Breakfast. Public Affairs with Songe Zomapete. 2014, it was the 2024 general elections looming and political parties preparing their election campaigns. It is very critical for us to start asking ourselves about what lies ahead in the next five years. 
South Africans have been frustrated by many things. Key among those are corruption and the lack of service delivery and just the general decay of public infrastructure. Earlier this year, the DA announced its Moonshot Pact and invited political parties to sign the pact and work towards unseating the ANC. Basically, this pact is a proposal of how political parties should work together seamlessly in order to have a multi-party national coalition. As the weeks go by, some parties have signed this pact while others have criticized it. With so many opposition parties that exist and independent candidates now being allowed to enter and stand for elections, is this sort of pact a feasible solution is the question. When parties can't even agree on their own headquarters or where they are, we will see will we see a day where the opposition works harmoniously in the name of service delivery and seating the governing party? When coalition at municipal level seems like wishful thinking, can we really, is the question, expect to see it work at national level? Your preliminary thoughts on that very vexing and yet important democratic and constitutional question. Prof Breakfast, your thoughts? Prof Breakfast, I understand you're still on. Um, sorry, man, I'm, uh, I missed that um, question. Well, the, the essential part is what is your thought on this moonshot pact? Yeah, so I think um, one party dominance is um, a thing of the past, and um, the ANC's hegemony, you know, um, has been uh, dealt with a blow. So I think um, there are two things that give rise to coalition formations because this uh, moonshot uh, plan, you know, revolves around that. And, and, and those two things are, the first one is lack of uh, majoritarianism. The second one is basically uh, political fragmentation. So those things, they create a scope for the rise of coalition formations. And, and I think that is the background to the story as to why the DA has initiated this move. So um, then the, the, the challenge then is that uh, if you look at opposition parties as they stand, none of them has the ability to dislodge the ANC from the helm of power by themselves, all of them combined. For instance, the DA is a leading official opposition, but it is sitting at 20%. Even if it can double up its effort, I can bet my bottom dollar it cannot remove it. Uh, it cannot remove the ANC. The same goes to the EFF, which is the third largest opposition party, even itself. It can't remove the ANC. I think the EFF is doing it, I think, um, 10% or, or something, or, yeah, or 12. But, 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 but still, the point is that um, it doesn't have sufficient numbers. So uh, the fact that there is this uh, fragmentation amongst themselves, I think then it it um, it creates problems, you know, because the DA is perceived, I mean, on a small scale, is perceived to be bullying other opposition parties, to be looking down on them, um, to be having a, a big brother mentality, you know, uh, and, and that makes the plan then to be shot down it, um, even though they also want the ANC to be removed from 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 power, because the DA has this mentality of the winner takes all. I mean, for instance, there have been instances at local government level whereby the DA behaves like it has won 
elections, despite the fact that they are in a coalition formation. Is it your suggestion that the DA is not in a position to advance a pact of this kind? Is it your suggestion or am I interpreting you well when I say I think you are saying this is a non-starter purely because the DA and its history in the opposition space one and in the coalition space to date, certainly as it pertains to municipal governance, they don't quite have, if you like, the gravitas to lead something like this? Look, I mean, it's 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 their right, I guess. I mean, you know, to to start this conversation, but I'm saying that the plan has some gaps or weaknesses because of the history of the party uh, in relation to how it conducts itself, um, you know, with other um, uh, opposition parties. I think that's that's. That's the problem, that the outlook of the party is a bit of a problem. I mean, for instance, the party sometimes, you know, uh, speaks about smaller political parties. I mean, that is, I'm condescending. Is it not true, though? I mean, is it not a true statement? There are big parties, of which the behind the ANC DA is. There are small parties like the PAC who are one seat away from political oblivion. Yes, there are smaller political parties. But so why can't the DA say what you've just said now? You see, everything is a context, and context is everything. Mm-hmm. If you use that lexicon to undermine, it becomes a problem. Okay. But at the same time, you also want the numbers of those so-called smaller political parties. Um, if you use that language, for instance, to, to silence other smaller political parties, even though you are in a, a political arrangement with them to govern, it becomes a, um, a problem whereby now you, you 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 behave like you are the one who has won elections outrightly. But that doesn't take away the fact that there are smaller political parties. But what I'm saying is that if you employ that language mm-hmm. with an intention of sidelining other political parties in decision making it becomes a problem that's the point that um, i'm making sure, sure. no l- let, let's engage the moonshot pact for what it sponsors for what it looks to do from the fact that it's coming from the da and is extending if you like its reach to other political parties the idea behind the moonshot pact is anyone but anc what can mm. we do to ensure more effective governance. What can we do to, after 30 years of ANC governance, Mm -hmm. do differently and obviously better? And this is now a platform to have that conversation. Whatever the Moonshot Pact says, and let's say indeed it is riddled with errors and inconsistencies, is it then not incumbent on, respectively, the EFF, the IFP, the Freedom Front, um, Bantu Holomisa and the UDM and whatever remains of COPE, whoever is COPE, and all the collective of the members by the ANC to have that discussion. Is this what is not required by the voter? In other words, let's consolidate opposition. Let's see where the synergies mm-hmm. really are. Mm-hmm. Let's see where indeed there is ideological difference, which will then be known, and that is then sponsored in the respective manifestos. That is 
I mean, it, it, it offers two opportunities, doesn't it? The idea that you might have less options but more consolidated opposition, that's one potential of the Moonshot Pact, however unlikely it might sound or seem at this point in time. Or, once and for all, we would know exactly where the fault lines are between the opposition parties and either way, the success or failure of this Moonshot Pact, at a minimum, should educate me as the voter as to how I should vote or why I will vote for whoever I decide to. And this gives me a bit of content upon which to base that decision. Is that absurd, a conclusion? Look, look I mean, first of all, I mean, it's an open secret that the ANC has not done throughout the years what it should have done in terms of rendering various services to <clears throat> the people of um, this country. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that nothing has happened since 1994. But I think the ANC could have done better in terms of uh, promoting a uh, development uh, for, for 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 the majority. So um, that creates a scope then for a discussion as to whether is there life after the ANC. But there has been a counter plan with regard to the so-called uh, moonshot. It, it was introduced by. Um, UDM, but how about opposition parties contesting under one umbrella without having their own political identities, whereby, for instance, they contest as 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 a new political formation. Now, that does have international best practices. I've seen that. For instance, in the 1890s, if you look at how um, uh, the liberation movement of Kenneth Kaunda in Zambia was dislodged from power, it was through that. Uh, the person who was leading that was, I think, the late uh, Shiluba in uh, Zambia, who came from uh, uh, a trade union uh, movement. The same goes to, I think, um, uh, uh, Venezuela. Well, the uh, point is, I mean, from let's go back to my question, Punzigelelo. The question is, is this then not an opportunity? It is or it isn't an opportunity for opposition to consolidate and win the voters over at the expense of the ANC, or even if that does not happen and it becomes too ambitious in the South African political context because each political context is nuanced, even if it should fail, at least we know it has failed. These are where the parties have disagreed on these issues and these are non-starters for these parties and these are um, non-gains for that other party. Either way, surely the voter from that position is that much more aware, educated is the word, of the political space generally in South Africa and will be a more informed voter come mm. May, June 2024. That surely is not absurd. So there's yet a political opportunity for South Africa to refresh itself from a content perspective and potentially to a new mm -hmm. government. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the span of the scope of the Moonshot Pact. Mm -hmm. Disagree with me if you can? No, no, no. Um, of course not. I think um, okay. it, it, it does um, start a conversation. However, I think in my opinion, there are gaps in the plan and in breaching those gaps, I think opposition parties can then talk about uh, the do's and don'ts are going forward, but I think it's it's a golden opportunity. But I'm saying I would vouch for the other plan of the UDM as opposed to 
consolidating some of the things from the, the plan from uh, the DA. But but uh, I, I think the plan of the UDM makes sense. You well, know, that, can you reflect yeah. on that plan again? I missed it. The plan of the UDM, what is it? In they are they are proposal they pitched um a proposal to say that all political parties when contesting for elections their political identity they must cease to exist and they must contest under one new umbrella i mean it's, it's like what happened in uh, venezuela if you remember how uh, chavez rose to power you know yeah, where by parties join forces. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's open the lines. I'm, I'm, I, I wonder what the listener at home um, makes of this. I mean, of course, the on, the conversation is as wide as it gets when we talk about South African politics. If we can just try and limit the scope of the engagement to this, your thoughts at home on the moonshot pact? Is the DA doing the right thing, or is it moving in the right direction, or is it totally? not reading the tone of the room correctly with this moonshot pact that is its proposal. What do you make as per Professor Breakfast's proposal or endorsement of Bandu Holomisa and the idea that all political parties in opposition should cease to be carrying their identities as we know them? In other words, no DA, no EFF, no UDM, no IFP, no Freedom Front, but just one consolidated opposition block. Will that work? Who will lead it? What do you make of the inherent political ideological differences right now? And is that even feasible in this current political climate in South Africa? If we can keep within those tram lines, please, I certainly do believe you at home have an opinion. For better, for worse. I want that opinion on air. Let's engage it, please. After the break, we return and we are taking calls. If we can go straight to callers three or four, I see there are a couple of voice notes coming through as well. A lot of them responding to the initial question I asked as to what language and what does Asante Sana mean. I'll respond to that. But right now, the political question is, moonshot pact, yay or nay? Opposition parties under one umbrella, no political banner or title, just opposition parties with one leader. In South Africa, will that work after the break? Call us on 086-000-2032. We are live on air. The time is 2029. My name is Songa Zuma Bengen. Conversation with Professor Nsigalala Breakfast, political analyst. The question is, and I do repeat for sake of clarity, the Moonshot Pact does offer an opportunity one way or the other. The DA's proposal is let all the opposition parties come through and discuss ways of unseating the ANC. And however imperfect the document is or the pact is, let's try and refine it so that we can be a little more consolidated and coordinated as opposition parties towards 2024. That's one end. The other one, and this is a proposal I'm learning on air, and I appreciate this lesson from Professor Breakfast, is let the UDM proposal prevail. No no DA, no EFF, no UDM, IFP, Freedom Front, and the like. Just opposition SA party. Let's go to the polls. Let's clean everything up, and in that way we get rid of the ANC. Which of these will work? Will either work? Will both succeed? I don't know. Your thoughts on this are very important to us. Let's go to Johannesburg and then we go to the Cape. Gordon, Bongingosi and then Summit. Gordon in Joba, good evening. To you and uh, all your listeners. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, look, uh, to be honest, the moonshot is going to be a bit of a challenge because it's going to be driven by numbers. 
And currently we're sitting in a problem where numbers becomes a problem uh, where the ones who have the most uh, seats or the most people or voters are going to want to dictate who's going to lead. And with that, we're going to have a crumbling uh, leadership like what we're having in local government at the moment. I like to look at the UDM one as one that will be successful. But however, even that one needs to be backing somebody who is independent. And there must be an agreement that is put there that is going to be uh, solid in terms of saying whoever they select to become the president needs to resign from whatever political uh, leadership seat they are sitting on so that they become accountable to South Africans as a whole and not to their individual political party. If we can start focusing things and our energies on that, a lot could be saved uh, in our political space. But at the moment, the way things are, we will always have a self-serving leader who will be serving themselves and their political party, which will take us nowhere. Regardless of how we can uh, craft it or make it look nice, whether it's the UDM proposal, whether it's the Moonshot proposal, Mm. at the end of the day, we need to be clear on the fact that we as South Africa are looking for a person that is going to be serving South Africans and no longer political parties. Because this is where our problem lies right now. And uh, the reason why independents were fighting to actually be part of this was to, to create that platform where the, 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 the political parties can gather around an independent and that person be held accountable, like what political parties are supposed to do. Right now we have a president that cannot be held accountable because he's leading the political party that put him in jail. And those people are looking after their pockets. But if we had a, a president who would resign as the president of the ANC and become only the president of South Africa, and ANC must hold him accountable, do you think that Cyril Ramaphosa will still be leading? No. Because they would have held him accountable. Right now, they can't. So we need that kind of environment and a space where we can hold the president to account. Political parties need to hold the leadership to account, but they can't as long as that leader is still in charge of the political party that they serve. Uh, that's my take on it. Thank you very much, Gordon. Appreciate that. Bongin goes in Cape Town. Good evening and good evening to your listeners. Look, the, the principle behind the, the initial pact is, 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 is a good one. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I think what it needs to respond to is what is in the best interest of South Africans? Um, and and personally, I mean, I I would have preferred a situation where we go to elections, we present solutions to the current challenges that are facing South Africa as individual political parties, um, and get the mandate from the voters. I mean, if they if they believe we can solve those problems, um, we then come back and say, well, we didn't get 50 plus 1 percent. Who can we work with in the best interest of South Africans to govern South Africa in a better way than uh, the situation right now? Because, I mean, once you do that, you are then able... Uh, to identify leaders based on the mandate that, you are, that is given to you by voters. Because what is going to happen now, you'll find that, I mean, political leaders have egos on this. You'll find a situation where there'll be a contestation in terms of who must lead to the pact. Because um, before elections, um, where would get a, a mandate from voters, I mean, where they will tell us actually that, well, this is the political party that presented better solutions to the challenge, and therefore um, 
we have given we are giving this party our vote, and that party then can then you know um, bring together parties. Uh, that share the same values in terms of how we want to govern South Africa and solve the challenges currently. Hmm. Interesting. I like the point where you say our politicians are vegos. I want to pursue that line a little bit later on. Thank you so much, Bungingosi. Staying in Cape Town, Summit, your thoughts? Yes, you know, the bigger problem that we have in Sangazana is uh, we've got selfishness and the political immaturity. That is what derailed our politics. Because if you check about the moonshot pact, why do you leave the EFF yet you are fighting for the people? You know, when you are fighting for the people, no matter you are fighting for the people for different reasons, but you need to meet up and discuss, you know, so that your politics becomes sexual, not about numbers. Because that is what has derailed many countries. Like now you go, you say this, this, they say, ah, this is a banana, this is an apple. They say, let's vote. And a banana will end up being called an apple because a majority of the people, they say the banana is an apple, you see. But the moment our politics tends to be factual, you know, that's why you see in other countries they've got, they say uh, college votes or what, what, you know. They need the people to know. And our people on the ground, they don't know. Our parties are not on the ground. They come on the ground only during election time. That's the bigger problem that we have in a country song. So. I Thank suppose the question then is how do we hold political parties accountable in between when they need us for the purposes of elections? How after the fact, perhaps in Sigalelo you can respond to that, how after the fact we as the citizens can better hold to account political parties once they disappear and once they secure our votes? But I'm interested in comments and views from Gosinati in Moy River, KZN. Gosinati. Uh, evening, Songhezo. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, by nature, I'm not a pessimistic person, but uh, with this one, uh, uh, I doubt that it will yield any... Which, which one is that? Is that the Moonshot Pact or the Holomisa proposal? No, I'm, I'm, I'm referring to the Moon... Uh, yes, yes. The, yes. Uh, I, I really doubt that it will yield any political results that these political parties anticipate, given the fact that, uh, remember that each political party is formed uh, based on its uh, political ideology. So until then, uh, they they sit down and then they have a serious discourse uh, of a common political ideology, then this thing will work out. Okay, 2037 is the time I've heard four comments. Well, yes, no, um, we're still down the middle in relation to this. And, of course, the contributions are no less important as those that we have heard from our professor, Tsigalala Breakfast. And his thoughts after the break will be heard. If there are any more voice notes that we can hear, please send them through. The number is 0614-104-107. After the break, we're wrapping up this conversation. on SAFM. Good evening, presenter. The proposal of the DA, it cannot work. It has failed at the local level. How possible will it be successful at the national level? Uh, I think uh, the DA is running out of ideas. Malose in Limpopo. Thank you. Hi, good day to you. Good evening to you, Sengezo, and your guest there. It's Kali. That thing about the proposal of uh, uh, make a um, one-sided uh, uh, defense, democratic. Go with it. It's a good thing, you know. 
uh, yeah, there'll be a lot of um, potential in South Africa. Make it one democratic party. Very good idea. Have a good day. Good evening to you, Sangezo, and your guest. It's Kali. I think it's a good idea, you know. Make uh, one defense political party, opposition, because there's quite a lot of good leaders in South Africa that come out of, you know, the opposition sides. Um, good, good idea. Thank you. Well, you've heard the listeners. How perhaps might you sum this thing up? That is a response to the moonshot. Uh, Gorsi mentions something of critical importance around the egos of the political parties. And perhaps we should make comment about that because there are some strong personalities there. Olomisa was in the ANC, started his own, has been at the top of that organization for all of its life. Same thing with Malema to date. The IFP is having squabbles as to who should be on the T-shirts, who should be the face who should be the brand of the IFP going to elections, despite the fact that there is a president who was elected going into the 2019 election. What do you make of the internal definitions, internal brands, the identities of these parties? Will the individuals behind those parties be willing to forsake that in the national interest or in the interest of unseating the ANC, even if it means they, whoever they will be, lose out on who they have become synonymous with in the political landscape for the sake of this project of getting rid of the ANC, which is one part of the project. The other aspect of the project is establishing a government that will be functional and do the job that is required by society. Often easier said than done. Your response, please, Prof. Yeah, so 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 um the other caller was, you know, grappling with the question as to why is the moonshot pact um uh, leaving out an important political party like the EFF and I want to respond to that if you don't mind sure. so the reason why it was left out is because the ideological proximity of the ANC and the EFF they are close to um, each other because the DA and I'm not talking about the rightness or the wrongness of that thinking but the DA was arguing that the EFF could join forces with the ANC and help the ANC to come back to power again. Uh, but of course, there are other differences that I would say strategic differences that the EFF and the DA have. For instance, I mean, uh, the DA does not support, you know, the, the land reform. Um, as proposed by both the ANC and the um, EFF, even the ANC and the EFF, they have differences here and there, but the DA speaks a completely different um, language. So I think that's why the EFF was left out. Now, the, the, the other challenge, and it's a point that was raised I think, by the first caller, and I agree with him, that coalition formations, as they stand, they are unworkable and unstable. And he makes a very interesting point that there is no framework to guide these uh, political um, arrangements. So... Um, uh, Opposition parties have a tendency to rush into forming these uh, coalition formations without developing a mechanism to regulate uh, conflicts when they um, arise. I, I think that framework is very important in my view uh, in terms of making any political arrangements to work in the light of the, the moonshot uh, pact. The other issue is the issue of numbers because at the moment there are two mainline 
arguments. The first one is the issue of numbers, that numbers must determine who must be uh, deployed. The other argument is that no, um, even smaller political parties also must contribute substantively in decision-making uh, on matters of uh, positions. Okay, well, let's leave it there. But, in fact, before we do, l- 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 let's just make a comment about the fact that is it then not stillborn altogether? The ANC and the EFF together don't need anybody else to run this country on 50 plus 1. Why would otherwise what is potentially a good thing, Moonshot, Moonshot Pact, exclude the third biggest or the second biggest opposition and the third biggest party? Because if you want to unseat the biggest party, ANC, and you're excluding number three or the second successor's in title, so to speak, it, it therefore is the DA and all the smaller parties. I mean, I'm not saying that with respect or without respect. Mm. They are smaller parties. None of them command seats of in excess of 14 beyond mm. the DA, the ANC, and the EFF. That would not work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, the DA has, has, has started the discourse, you know, and that's a wonderful thing. And I think opposition parties must build upon that. Um, they they need to join forces because you see the challenge is that if opposition parties don't speak the same language in terms of how they maneuver and how they function, if they are fragmented, that gives the ANC an upper hand now to Always. come back to power. Always, yeah. Yeah, 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 fair point. Okay, let's leave it there. Thank you so much, my brother. Much appreciated for Not your time. Sure. Professor Ntsegele, a breakfast political analyst from NMU, Nelson Mandela University. Time is 2045. We move on the conversation to talk education with former DG in the Department of Higher Education and former MEC for Education here in Gauteng, Professor Emeritus at Wits University, none other than Mary Metcalf after the break.